go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. Yo, yo, yo. Well, I'm feeling better. I'm back. Um, you know, it's been it's been over uh it's been over a week, you know, since we since we lost Nip or whatever. Um I've done a couple of shows. I had my show dropped the you know, the same show dropped that Monday and of course on Thursday when you know, when my show originally comes out. Let me say this. I'm I'm happy for the city right now. I'm happy, you know, um, starting, I mean, you know, starting from out the gate, I appreciated, um, I just appreciated the love that was created, you know what I mean, um, the, the the love that he received, but more than that, though, you know, I had cats check on me, <laughs> you know, like, I had, and that just shows the impact of it was that I literally had cats, you know, shout out to Nathan Nice, shout out to LJ, shout out to Danny from Danny and Cleo, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? My boy Deb up in Chicago, Dre up in Chicago, like, Chaffee, ETMF, like, What Up Doe Podcast. Like, it was cats literally calling me, checking on me, and stuff like that. Like, I actually lost somebody. But let me explain, people. Let me explain to people what that meant. That was more than just checking up on a cat that that they knew was emotional that went through something. That was them saying, um, "Like I understand the impact. I understand how important this is to my fellow podcaster, fellow friend, or whatever you want to call it." And that was big, you know. Uh, I know recently I said I mentioned to to the cats in the thread that I'm that I'm a part of the sports thread on uh, Twitter is that like this tough guy act that people still going around with me and me and the fellas, my personal friends that's in a group chat. Like we've been off of that tough guy. stuff. we've been off of it uh, for a while because we lost a lot of personal friends. And that's what I'm going to get to in a bit about why I'm proud of LA in general. But we lost a lot of friends to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was gang violence or accidents or something like that. We lost a lot. You know, I, me personally, I lost my, I lost my parents, you know, that hurt, you know, I lost, I lost some key family members and then I lost some friends along the way as well. And it hurt me and it, and the experiences that we've been through, the history that we've been through together, you know, the, the summers in the nineties, in the, in the early two thousands, like we've been through it all, you know, we've been through the trials and tribulations of blood, where you from? Hey, cuz, where you from? You know what I'm saying? And, like, the whole gang culture we've been through, we grew up in. To see a grown man sit up there and say, I love you, that was refreshing, man. It was. You know, my boy Bass, I've been knowing him since high school. We chit-chat about some things. And I remember, like, the last 10, 15 minutes of the phone call, we was talking about nipping what was going down in the city and stuff like that. 
And like out of nowhere, just before we got off the phone, he was like, all right, he was like, all right, babe, you know what I'm saying? Stay up, be safe, and I love you. And I'm like, damn, that's you know, I, I love you too, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what it's about. And and and, and truth be told, we've been on that. We've been working on that. You know what I'm saying? I think what happened recently uh, pushed us to to just to move faster at a faster pace of just being open and being transparent. But it's been it's been you know unfolding the past you know the past few years. You know, and I talked to a lot of cats in the city whether we went to the same high school or a rival high school or something like that. Like, I joke about it a lot with my wife that a lot of her friends uh, or associates that went to her high school, they all follow me and, and vice versa. I follow them as well, and we never met each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and it's dudes, you know what I'm saying? It's some females, some some dudes or whatever. And, you know, two totally different high schools. And, and and it's crazy, and we all cool. I, I know a lot of her friends or a lot of her uh, school uh, classmates and things like that, and we function together and things like that. So it was just, it was just, you know, it, it's still a tough thing to 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 think about. Every time I sit up there and think about, you know, one of our one of our LA leaders was gunned down or whatever, but then seeing everything unfold now, like you know, it's it's a lot of house stuff inside house stuff that a lot of people didn't know that what was going on in LA and, and and that's not that's nobody's nobody's fault or anything like that but understand that it was it was things unfolding out here that was just beautiful and and it's not up to us to let the world know it was just I mean it's just house cleaning <laughs> you know pretty much like everything that goes in my house you wouldn't know about <clears throat> And that's cool, but it was a lot of house cleaning out here. Like, you can ask just about any L.A. cat how things were going out here. Yeah, I might sit up there and joke with you and say, look, man, it's not it's not what color you wear, it's how you wear it. I mean, that's, that's true. The gang culture is deeply rooted out here. It's crazy how deeply rooted out here. Do you realize that... Um, that you can be from the same household, you can come from the same parents... You know what I'm saying? Be friends with each other for 20, 30 years. Grow, you know, knew each other since y'all was toddlers. And be from separate gangs. You know, be from this flag and 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 then your cousin, your uncle, your brother, your sister, or whatever could be from this flag. And it's deeply rooted. And so all the the madness that was going on uh during the late 80s. Uh, early 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Like a lot of people don't know, a lot of this gang, a lot of this gang war started to die off like mid 2000s in LA. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as bad. Like I don't think anybody from out of town would have, would have been able to deal with what was going on in the 90s. Cause we barely de- dealt with it. Even though how, you know, how many podcasts have you listened to where people say the people that was born in the 80s or born in the 70s, uh, mid, late 70s? I'm like, you know, that the 90s was it. The 90s was the golden era. And that's not just talking about music or movies. That's talking about partying, going outside, this, that, and the third. You know, L.A. is infamous for having house parties, you know, and we also infamous for having <laughs> house parties. They end up getting shot up. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I... 
as a kid, I'm going outside playing, running down the street on the other seven, eight blocks away from the crib. You know, at times had to be in before the streetlights. And sometimes I, I had the opportunity to come in after the streetlights came on, you know, and it was all in the midst of the gang culture. You know, and I had the the amount of opportunities that I had to be from gangs was is crazy. From the time that um I started going to middle school to, you know, like high school. You know, I pretty much I knew I wouldn't go game bang. Once I once I got to high school and, and, and went from the ninth grade to the tenth grade, I knew that yeah, game banging, it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't for me at all. And I've been around it all my life. Got brothers, cousins, close friends, lost some close friends to game banging. And that was just a part of our culture. I don't expect anybody outside of L.A. to understand that. I don't. And it's nothing that we glorify. And we damn sure have, we haven't glorified game banging in so long, you know. And even the, even, the, even the killers out there don't glorify it anymore because, honestly, the opportunities that has been presented to young cats uh, through music and entertainment has pretty much calmed a lot of stuff down. The one thing that we've always um, lacked at was having our leaders with a voice actually say something. You know what I'm saying? And 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 cats cats have tried though. So shout out to Game. Shout out to Snoop. Like on countless times, they've seen, they they've set up there and 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 tried to work with LAPD and and so on and so on and. I guess the voices wasn't as um, powerful or, you know, cats wasn't listening or anything like that. Um, But at the same time, man, there were people behind the behind the scenes besides Nipsey that that has been working at this. You know what I'm saying? My boy Skip. And and like and Skip is not a celebrity. He's a he's a hood celebrity out here in L.A. And I've met him plenty of times. I played for his basketball team. You know, he's close friends with my aunt, but he has a he has a um, a organization called Second Call. You know what I mean? And they're an organization that 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 bring in gang uh you know gang leaders and things like that to uh to a a, a mutual area <laughs> and we sit down and they talk about it you know what i'm saying and, and and the people that's under this organization all have been a part either part of a gang or the amount of women that's in there that has lost sons and 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 and, and nephews and things like that and i mean you can see it and they actually he's on a few of these documentaries you know what i'm saying um so you got cats like him working behind the scenes, cats like Big U working behind the scenes. Uh, but Nipsey came along and it was his presence. Sometimes it just takes that person like we had Pac back in the day. And I'm and I'm going to say this. So shout out to Brooklyn. Like I'm and I'm, and I'm 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 really talking to everybody from New York. So if you hear this jar, if you hear this just, you know what I'm saying, Avery, uh Sire, you know what I'm saying? J Omega, like the cats from New York. I'm letting y'all know, like, this is how, if this is how it felt when y'all lost, you know, big, then, then I'm, then I understand. You know what I'm saying? As, a, as a young man, you know, when we lost Pac and big, I was young. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was old enough to understand that it was a major loss, but I wasn't 
I wasn't I wasn't old enough to like feel that impact. You know, I, I knew I knew Pac was meant a lot to the world in general. You know what I'm saying? Be, besides, you know what I'm saying? Besides the tough guy uh, tracks that he had and the, and the images and things like that, we know like you don't have to sit up there and tell us about Pac. We knew Pac like you know what I'm saying because the image that he portrayed came from our culture. You know what I'm saying? Just like, um, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's just like a lot of cats in the rap game tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? Now, Pac, to me, Pac was a, a solid cat. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that if he's put in the situation where he had to defend himself and things like that, I, I think he would. I mean, and it has been personal stories that, that say, yo, Pac was about that business. But at the same time, we knew some of that came from our culture. Pac wasn't a real game banker. We all knew this. Pac knew how to dance, <laughs> which is nothing against that. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying it was just different. It was just different, and I've, and I've explained in in a, in a previous episode the reason why Nip's impact is is on a larger scale than a Pox or or a Big, and it's not saying that. Um, it, it's just the fact that the number one thing is that he came from from the same turf. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not gonna sit up here and compare. You know what I'm saying? Out of the studio work. But I can tell you right now, we all know Nip did a lot. He did a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I can't speak on, I can't speak on, uh, on Big because I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm not from New York. So I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I don't know what he did for their city. As far as Pac, honestly, I could tell you besides showing up to hood parties or whatever, I don't, I don't, I don't know personally. There, there probably are, but I don't know of any buildings he helped put up, businesses he helped started out here, or anything like that. And that's not a knock because everybody knows I ride for Pac. Pac is Pac is. We adopted Pac a long time ago, and we still got those. We still got those papers. If <laughs> we know we not trading them in, um, but at the same time, just showing you the difference or whatever. And and he damn sure didn't contribute to. To the to to the game culture as far as trying to better the streets, uh, but he did make great music. You know, to live and die in L.A. That was cool. Um, at the same time, man, like I said, the impact of Nip or whatever and what he was doing behind the scenes, along with other people, uh, it's been paying off bit by bit. You know, we don't live in a perfect world. If we did. I don't think we would be sitting up here talking about this tragedy because I don't think it would have went down. But we don't live in a perfect world. Therefore, when we're able to correct some mistakes that was created decades ago uh, and you start to see it unfold, man, that is refreshing. You know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, it, this was a culture swing right here. It was, this was a shakeup. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's a lot of things that we've already seen that we've already noticed, but now it's like not dealing with it at all. I don't care about, I don't care to sit up here and talk about Gucci. I don't care to sit up here and talk about, about Cardi B for the next two, three weeks or whatever, because the males feel like the, the women are being, um, what do you say? Um, like it's a double standard. I don't really care about that. It's not even major news to me anymore. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned, like, it, there should be a punishment 
It was stupid to say, like, let's move on. But again, I mean, I, I guess it's content for a lot of podcasts. I don't really care, though. You know, what I care now about is, like, I did a I did a episode with Creative Bully. Bully you goes. You know what I'm saying? Creative Bullies. And to add, to add on to that now, because of the latest tragedy, is like, I'm not explaining nothing about my culture. I'm not explaining why we've been happy. You know what I'm saying? All I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm happy that we're moving forward. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy that, that I, I, I can realize that it's just a lot of shit we don't have to be, that, that we don't have to care about. You know what I'm saying? And for the most part, I've stuck, I've, I've been doing that because <clears throat> it's a lot of, it's a lot of things that I don't talk about that happens in, in social media, uh, or, you know, with some of the current events because, I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, if it's worth it. But at the same time, we got to talk about something. And it, and it's good to just entertain. But at the same time, it's just a lot of bullshit that I don't have to, that I don't have to sit up there and, and talk about or deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm more, I'm more focused on the positive things now. I don't even want to sit up here and, 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 and talk about people like that anymore. I used to dog a lot of NBA players. Not dog them, but just talk about them and criticize them. And then when I have to sit back and think about like, damn, these cats are human. They make human mistakes and things like that. Like that, that has to play into it. You know what I'm saying? So like even I, I was on my boy Rory, Rory Mitchell podcast, the Mitchell report. Shout out to Rory up there, up there in Canada. I remember early on, we was going back and forth with it a while ago about Drake and, um, and Pusha T and I, and, and the whole rap culture and b- the beef culture and things like that. And I'm like, and we was just going back and forth at it and things like that because he knows that I'm a Pusha T fan. He's from Canada and he loves Drake and as he should because that's a hometown hero or whatever. And I love and I love Pusha T because uh, the type of MC that he is and he seems more authentic than a lot of other artists. But at the same time, I had to realize like I don't even care about that stuff no more. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? I was the first one to say. Yo, Drake bow down out of that out of that beef. And 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 inside the culture, I still believe he lost, but it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Both of them are human, talented, and and more than ever, I would love to see them just stand face to face, shake hands, and let bygones be bygones. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Two separate backgrounds. They can't relate to each other as far as their experiences. So just just shake hands and make great music. <laughs> Point blank. And the reason and where is that coming from? Well, that's coming from what Nip been trying to do for years. Like like I like I mentioned before, Nip was in in game video before he even dropped the track. You know what I'm saying? When he was still doing mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? He was popping up. He was he he had a he had a cameo in game video, you know? Um and that and that's major for us. That's major for LA people because again, back in the nineties or early two thousands, there wasn't too many Bloods and Crips united like that. You had to be a certain age or had to or be a certain status within inside the gang culture to make those kind of calls, to have that type of unity, that type of relationship. You know? So while Nip was working on this this whole time behind the scenes, like this was what was going on in L.A. And because of his tragedy, we see it all unfold on April 5th. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and put aside all the love that, that he's been getting. Forget all that. Just look at the works that he did. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, and, and that's what I, that's why I go back to our culture. Because if you don't, if you don't understand or realize how deep the gang culture is out here in LA and what it was, and, and how it affected a lot of families out here in the nineties and early two thousands, then you wouldn't understand the importance of seeing all these LA gangs mixed and mingled in between on Crenshaw and Slauson. You know what I'm saying? At 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock on this Friday. To y'all, it may seem like, oh, this is one of those peace treaties in 92, but it's different. In 92, it was different. You know what I mean? In 92, it was different. And what's different between 92 and now? Well, honestly, I'm going to tell you, opportunities. Because after that peace treaty in 92, Cats went back to the same old, same old. Hitting the block, selling weed. At the time, that was the biggest thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On the block, selling game banging. You know, and, 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 and to be honest with you, like, and when it came to the 80s, which, like, that was, like, it wasn't the birth of game banging, but it was, like, damn near, like, the beginning and the birth of the division of gangs. You know, between the Bloods and the Crips. And then in the 90s, it just went wild. A gang of kids going wild. You know, where the hell? Now, I'm not going to the whole conspiracy shit. Where do we get all the guns? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let you know. We didn't, have, we didn't have no goddamn money like that to get all these goddamn weapons. Okay, and and what and what company is 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 gullible enough to 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 build a store full of guns for us to break into? Wasn't many, you know. But you know, people people don't bring up the the white van that pulls up on the side of the Nickerson Gardens and just is a you know truck full of guns just randomly. That's a whole another story. But to get back to it, like it was deeply rooted. You know what I'm saying? And to see the amount of gangs, the amount of people, did the the different ages, you know what I'm saying, from the young cats, and truth be told, in the late '90s and early 2000s, that's that's when 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 the gangs was going going off, it was a lot of the young cats. It was the cats that when I was when I was you know in middle school, high school, it was the little kids that was running around in preschool. That would that just grew up in that it grew up in that type of environment. Like you literally got gang families. <laughs> that's you know that's what a lot of people don't realize is that some cats get into the gang banger life, whether they like it or not. They're born into it. When they say they're born into it, <clears throat> you know it's a they're literally born into it. A a, a woman that's giving birth to a child is from a gang. Who's giving birth to a child <laughs> that's that's with a man that's from a gang? You're, so you're literally born into the gang. And how do how does his sibling end up being a blood? And when the family is is it's a crit family? Look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's the environment that you uh, that you move to, or something like that, or whatever the case may be. But this is how it was. And for the past week, it has been nothing but unity. And I get it. We're we're still on an emotional high. 
We are. You know, I, and I ain't gonna lie, the first two, three days, that emotion, the emotions was down. It was all downers. You know, but right now, it's like, it's no time to just sit up there in that funk and just be sad. You know, me and my wife been talking about it all week. We'll lay down in bed, and then, you know, it just hit us like, yo, Nipsey really gone. Nipsey really gone. And it hurts. You know what I mean? And now people outside of L.A. is finally seeing what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got a lot of respect. <laughs> he got a lot of respect. A lot of respect, man. For, for people that just move out here and things like that, a lot of them, and I didn't really pay attention to it, but a lot of them was just like, man, I want to go to that Nipsey store. I want to go to that Marathon store or whatever. You know, and, and I'm like, all right, you can go on over there. <laughs> if you can go over here if you want to. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't no problem. I would joke around with him, you know. But historically, Crenshaw and Slauson is a very dangerous area, especially at gas station. That gas station, it, yeah. Yeah, both of those gas stations, actually, you know. Um, and April 5th, man, you just see every gang from L.A. out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it, it was all love. All love. People taking pictures by the mural. You know, you know gangs that historically beef with each other throughout the years since the the, the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. is sitting up there talking. But this is different generations. You know, and I think I think this might last longer than people uh, think it will, think it won't, or whatever the case may be. Because I'm gonna tell you why: it's opportunities. The more opportunities you have outside of the streets, you know, the more we have a the more we have an opportunity to to get through this. I don't think it's going to be 100%, no. But I think the structure of the gang culture is going to change out here. You know? Like, like it, it could be baby steps. As, as, as funny or as weird as it may sound or as crazy as it may sound, it can go from, like, yo, instead of just... Instead of just sitting up there shooting and killing each other, if we have an issue and that it has to be ironed out, we go to the OGs and they can duke it out. They can fight it out. It could come to something like that. But what a lot of people don't understand is that a reason why the gang culture has always or, or has been going for this long is because there's been a lot of tragedy amongst uh, amongst these gangs. And it's like we can't we and and not just in the L.A. gang culture, but in a, in an American culture. We thrive off of revenge. You know what I'm saying? So if cats are sitting up there killing each other, friends and families and things like that, retaliation was the number one thing in the gang culture. And some cats just didn't forget. And and and, and so you expect a cat that's that lost his that lost his brother and his uncle and his dad to, to this gang twenty years ago to just be like, all right, let's put everything down. No, it's a growth type of thing. But for them cats to all walk together, that's major. We're not talking about crip gangs that didn't get along. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about both crip gangs that didn't get along and crips and bloods there at the same time. This was this was way bigger than the peace treaty in ninety two. You know, two totally different reasons for why the treaties were formed together. But again, I said opportunity is going to be the major thing to help this thing be consistent. 
And because of the nationwide love, because of the, the publicity and the, and the love that he's been getting, that Nip been, has been getting uh, in the streets and and basically from from the media in general, like, you know, we've seen what uh, Russell Westbrook done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before the game started, I think I think it was before the game started um, between the Lakers and was it was it between the Lakers and OKC? I want to say it was the Lakers and OKC. It could have been it could have been another matchup, but um, they had a tribute to Nipsey. Like you don't get this every day, you know. You don't get this every day. He had a lot of he had a lot of tributes. He had a lot of uh, candlelights. You know what I'm saying? Lit throughout the city. I'm not talking about through the U.S. You know, I'm not talking about in different states and different cities. I'm talking about within L.A. You know what I mean? And it was and it was cool. I had I, shout out to Courtney Bates. He's been on my show before. He posted a video, and it was an emotional video where he broke down. And he was a little emotional because he knew how important this was. Like he said, he lost a lot of cats. He lost a lot of cats to gang violence. Again, I will keep reiterating that. You won't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Unless you lived here. Unless you went through it. You won't understand. And I'm not about to explain it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Unless people want to really sit down. And, and and go through the history, and it's a lot to go through, and why this uh, occurred, why this happened, and where these gangs are located, and why was it like this? Uh, until you ready to sit down and understand how important Nipsey was and his movement and things like that, I I don't I don't care to sit up there and talk to anybody. I really don't, unless you really want to know. I mean, we've seen an impact. It's just it's just not a fluke, you know what I'm saying? L A L A media ain't, ain't hype up Nip. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like Nip been that, been that dude. It ain't nothing that we did. It's something that he did. And everybody finally noticed outside of L.A. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear cats from New York or Chicago or Florida, uh, from the Midwest to the South say, damn, this shit hit kind of different. This, this, this kind of hurt a little bit more than usual because, because they knew. <laughs> they knew you didn't you, look. I'm not the cat that's gonna sit up here and say it's, it's the idiots out there that say, "Oh, now everybody a Nip fan." It's not about being a Nip fan, you idiot. It's about admiring what a, what what a, what kind of human he was. For one, for what he was doing in his community, you don't have to listen to his music or know what he was doing in the in the industry to to appreciate and to honor him. That's stupid. Now, to us, it means a little bit more because we did listen to his music and we knew him before his music. I bumped into Nipsey a few times before he made the Crenshaw album or whatever. When I didn't, I knew he was getting a buzz in the street when he had the, when he had the braids to the side, no facial hair. I used to bump into him at, uh, 24 hour fitness. And again, this was when he was first coming up. Like, when, and what I mean, because he's been out since 2003, 2002, early 2000s or whatever. Like, I remember coming out of high school or whatever, um, and I just knew about his name in the streets or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, along with other cats like Pac-Man, which I'm pretty sure Pac-Man continued to do his stuff. Uh, um, 
Um, it's, some, it's, it's a lot of other rappers, but we knew about these local cats. You know what I'm saying? Especially because the 60s is one of the biggest gangs in America. Uh, definitely one of the biggest gangs is the biggest gang in L.A. So we knew about Nipsey streetwise and stuff like that. And I, like I said, when the, I used to go to the 24 off of uh, Slauson and uh, Slauson and what, La Cienega. And he used to be in there all the time. Skinny as I don't know what, with a white beater on and some profile basketball shorts, dark blue. You know what I'm saying? And he had now now the cast that he was lifting with was was all looked like wrestlers. <laughs> but he came in there looking like with that Snoop Dogg body. You know what I'm saying? And and that was it. And that was it. So seeing him go from there and and even then he was a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? Still in the, he was a little bit more game making ways, but Came in here, wasn't tripping on nobody, no bodyguards. I mean, unless you want to count the homies that was that he was there with that looked like they was uh, in the WWE. But other than that, no bodyguards. You could walk up with them. You could lift with them, whatever the case may be. And and that's what I'm saying. So we've seen the growth. But he has been working since then. And what I mean working, I'm talking about his vision on uh, owning and creating his own businesses and investing. That part I didn't know about because, like I said, he was younger. You know what I'm saying? He was just coming out. But when you get to the, the 2008 to 2009 and 2010, that's when we started to see unfold. Like, oh, this cat really took off. Like, he took that buzz and ran with it because we had a lot of West Coast cats that that had a buzz but fizzled out, literally fizzled out. We had a lot of artists, a lot of dope artists, too. And it just fizzled out. Um, but Nip stayed with it, and we went on that journey with him. We went on that journey, and 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 we appreciated the the grind that he put into his music, the content that he was putting out, and we all related to it because we grew up in the same culture. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So when people say, "Oh, well, I've been listening to Nip for this long," and that's cool. A lot of people haven't been listening to Nip since, uh, you know, he started rapping in the early 2000s. A lot of people haven't been listening to Nip since Crenshaw album. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, and that's fine. I don't. We don't care about that. If you just started listening to Nip last week or this week, that's fine. But if you've been knowing about Nip and his work, even if you only knew about two things. That's perfectly fine. It's nothing held against you. And if you posting all on social media that you love Nip and rest in peace or we appreciate you, this, that, and the third, do what you got to do. Fine. That's perfectly fine with us. You know what I'm saying? Some people, um, some people that's been rocking with Nip his whole career hasn't posted anything. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Schoolboy Q. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people has been you know, looking for him and, and looking for his words and things like that. But they don't know that, you know, him and Nip got a personal relationship. It's hard for him to deal with that. And he said he grieving, he's grieving outside of the, uh, or away from social media because that he don't want to do that. But the respect that he's getting is that he pushes album back. Ain't nobody releasing no albums around his death. So, I mean, like, just let it be, man. Like, I'm cool. Everybody's cool. Like, everybody's getting better. You know what I'm saying? Nip has accumulated more fans since then, and it's cool, man. I don't care. I don't care how long you've been knowing or I don't care how long you've been listening to Nip. Um, 
if it's all love, then just let it rock out like that. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, you're not impressing me if you've been listening to them since 2008, 9, or 10, or whatever. You're not, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, I, I don't expect you to know that much about them if you're not from the city. <laughs> I don't. You know, but again, um, I'm proud of the city because of what unfolded uh, April 5th which is today, you know, cats walking up and down, Crenshaw and Slauson. Um, and it's like, it's like you couldn't do any wrong. Police, a, a gang of police was there. I passed by earlier before the rally, you know what I'm saying, trying to get to the candles and the mural and stuff like that. It's packed. I had a time schedule. I was, you know, at work, and I had to get back to work, man. And But I, I really wanted to get out in the streets on ground zero and stuff like that. And I got a message and they probably won't hear it, but it's cool. I'm, I'm still going to put it out there in the air, is that I think this is the perfect time. And and, and there's been other times where this could have have happened, but I think this is the, per- the perfect time for all those cats in the industry that's, that say they rock with Nip to step up. And and that's cool. I understand people have a, have busy schedules and had things lined up or whatever, and, and I understand that by Nipsey passing away, you know, to us, the world stopped, but to everybody else, it's like, you got to keep going. For us, the world did stop for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? We was on some like, man, fuck that shit. I don't really care about nothing right now type of mood. But I do want to say, um, you know, it's cats that he's been in video clips with and that's been rocking with him, that he's been in the studio with, this, that, and the third. All these outside cats, I need somebody to touch down ground zero. I think Trader Truth came out here. That's that's major. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Detroit. I'm singling out those two, those two cities because those those two cities really show some love. Especially Detroit, especially Houston, you know what I'm saying? And and, it's, and there's been other cities across the U.S. that have shown Nip love, and too. The most recent was uh, St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to B-Magic. Um, but I need all those cats, Dave East, you know? I need all these cats from these different cities and these different states to, to touch down out here. You know, I don't want them. I don't want them to wait until the funeral. But I under, like I understand, cats is busy, so I can't. I can't really put them on a spot like that. But I need cats to step up. I need. I need Clifford Harris to step up and talk about what's going on on, on Ground Zero. Then to talk about that Gucci shit because I don't really care about Gucci anymore. Never really did, but I really don't care about it now. So all that preaching that he does with them huge ass words that he's still out of the dictionary. I need that on the front line. You know what I'm saying? I need all that. Because I think it's the perfect time now. I think it's the perfect time now. And you seeing for the people that wasn't used to, uh, are not used to Nipsey work, uh, and, and, and what he's meant to the LA, uh, community. And now everything is unfolding. You seeing the story. You're hearing people talk about him. We all saying the same thing. Look at your favorite rappers now. Look at who the cat that you look up to. And if they're doing this, if they're not doing this same type of work, maybe you need to start eliminating cats. That's what I'm doing. I don't care about none of that Kanye shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about all cats that come into the game talking all that game banging shit and things like that, but not uplifting. If you came from the culture, that's cool. And you trying to do better, I'm a mess with you. But all that rah rah tough guy shit, and you don't, and especially if you don't have a background, I ain't got time for that shit. I don't have time for it. 
You got the Nipsies and then you got the blue faces. <laughs> you know, it's it's different. It's different. I don't endorse that. None of the homies endorse that. You know what I'm saying? But if he was to turn his life around and he and he really went through it, then all right, let's see what he let's see what you talk about. But as of right now, I'm looking for the positive stuff. I don't even care about all the hate no more. The amount of hate that's been coming through, I don't I don't really care about that. <laughs> I, what's the positive things we're gonna look towards? Positive talk. Positive vibes. Where are we going to go from here? You know, so <clears throat> I want to give a special shout out to L.A. Special shout out to my city. Special shout out to all the gangs out there. All the gangs I met up today for the rally. And let's keep this as consistent as we can. And I know it's not going to be perfect. I know this is the beginning of it. But it's it's a start. And it's a meaningful start. Because it's coming from a tragedy. And we're seeing everything unfold from what one man created. You know what I'm saying? From from where it started to where it ended. Got to be positive vibes. Got to be. You know what I'm saying? And I think the seed has already been has been has been uh, sown in that like now it has to start unfolding. They got to start growing the message or whatever. Now it, it we may not it like it, it's not going to go cold turkey. The gang culture is not going to go cold um, gold. Cold turkey. But what I think is going to happen is that cats is going to start using their brain just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, when the last time you heard L.A. doing drive-bys? Shit has progressively stopped, man. Throughout time. You know what I'm saying? So now if cats is second thinking about, man, let's not do this. Or let's just, you know, they might calm down. The more opportunity, and this has been preached over the years for black uh, black people. The more opportunities created for us, the less that we got to act ignorant in the streets because we ain't got nothing. All right, man. Like I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I can honestly say since since last Sunday, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm happy to see what's going on. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. It don't get no better than that. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? If if I don't have a personal relationship with you, if if you own some positive stuff, if you want to, if you trying to excel in life, I don't care what it is. If you just want to be cool, if you want to go hoop, you want to go eat or something like that, and there's no hidden motives behind it, we just sit up there and chat it up, work on some therapy and, and things like that. Let's link up. Let's just be cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not inviting all y'all to my house, though. That, nobody's getting to my house. I don't trust cats like that. That's just off of GP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But everybody out there in the podcast game, uh, just out there in life in general, man, like, this do better. You know, you're not going to catch me in no drama. I guarantee you that because I'm too old for it. 36 years old, I'm too, I'm too old for that type of drama. So if if we out there podcasting, let's connect. Let's link up. Let's do what we got to do to to create some great content. Shout out to Rory Mitchell, Mitchell Report. Shout out to Talker Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nathan Nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, positive, you know, just positive episodes about Nipsey. And um, yeah, man, let's start moving. And shout out to MTV. We about to start. Yeah, we got to start working in the future. You know what I'm saying? Ikeem, yeah, we got to start working uh, down there in the Bay Area. Got to start working. I'm about to, yeah, it's time to start working, man. Shout out to Nip, man. Neighborhood Nip. Rest in peace.